Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. We have received a wonderful question from Carol, and uh, we appreciate these questions because I know that there are many people who have the same issues that Carol does, and it really helps us to reach out to all of our millions of people that contact us on our web. Well, here's our question from Carol Heidi. I lost my son 29 months ago, so that's a little over two years ago after a battle with terminal cancer. Wow, that, that's tough. We know long-term illness, or it could be short-term. I know he's gone and that he's not coming back. Okay, well, 29 months, a little over two years, so she knows he's gone and he's not, because it takes us time to know that. And she says, as a mom, I should have seen the signs. That's gonna be an important issue to talk about. As a mom, I should have seen the signs and wonder if caught earlier, the outcome would have been the same. My son was killed in an automobile accident immediately, and I felt guilt because, you know, parents, mothers are supposed to protect their kids. Uh, you know, that's just the way it is. And so, you know, just to let you know that little piece, uh, it wasn't a terminal illness, but I felt like guilt that I should have had another car. Or I should have been driving him or he wasn't even driving the car. So somewhere you find, find those kinds of things. That, well, and, and moms believe moms believe that they can save their children, even though oftentimes it's not true. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it certainly wasn't true. I mean, oftentimes doctors don't even realize people are sick until it's terminal. Right. So if professionals can't even pick that up, then how are parents expected to pick it up? Yeah, exactly. But the parents expect that of themselves, you know? Right. Uh, you know, well, the kids, if, if they have problems, you know, it's a, a guilt place. So Heidi, uh, you want to talk a little bit more about the... Uh, the son, I know you were talking about adult kids. I said, uh, Well, I, I just want to normalize that for Carol, like you said, it's normal to think that you can save your children. It's unrealistic because it's not always true, but it's normal that we think that we can. Mm -hmm. um, and my heart goes out to Carol because she's having all these, you know, thoughts about would have, could have, should have, and I should have done it differently. Um, the other thing I want to say for adult males, especially males, I think that they are socialized to walk it, you know, walk it off and suck it up and not show pain and big boys don't cry, all these messages boys are given. And so oftentimes they don't talk to their parents or you know, to other people about if they have pain. They just feel like they're being you know, weak and they just walk it off. So mm -hmm. that could have been part of what was happening with, with Carol's son. Maybe she didn't know because he wasn't that verbal. And also, even if he was verbal, you don't, your mind doesn't go to terminal cancer. Yeah. He's young. He was in the prime of his life. Who would ever think a boy in the prime of his life was going to get terminal cancer and die? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it could even happen. Yeah. I remember uh, my cousin whose daughter had Hodgkinson's disease, which, you know, you get a, a swollen gland and, and she was on and on for years about why didn't I recognize that gland? And, you know, uh, and how many times do we have swollen glands? I mean, right. And, and it's so rare for children to die or young adults to die of cancer. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. never even think it would happen to you or your kids. 
Yeah. So, so I think Heidi, what we're talking to Carol about and other people is kind of changing your story. Mm -hmm. You know, think about the story you're telling yourself all the time. I'm, you're telling your story of that I should have, would have, could have, you know, that you could change reality. And uh, living in reality, if you don't live in reality, you suffer. And Carol's doing some of that suffering. So let's talk a little bit for her about she's changed her story. How do you deal with, with now getting healthy and, and taking care of yourself and well, I, I think the first thing you do is to say, look, I did the best that I can given the information that I had. Mm -hmm. So you, you forgive yourself and you stop being so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the forgiveness part is really important. I think we forget, you know, we talk about forgiveness and we think, uh, you know, that's all about forgiving other people and we forget about forgiving ourselves. And I'd highly recommend that people go to Open to Hope and get our show with Fred Luskin because he is very famous in the world of forgiveness and listen to him talk about, about forgiving and think about it, about yourself. You know, I was a tennis player and one of the things that they used to say is don't say anything to yourself on the tennis court that you wouldn't say to your partner. Because like that. it's destructive, you know, so yeah. don't say, think about what you're saying. Would you say that to your friend or would you say that to your spouse about oh you should have known that our son had cancer would you say that to somebody or your grandma or whatever I mean I like that and there's a lot of research out there about violent communication being used against yourself on yourself mm -hmm. and that's really what we're talking about is is what messages like you said what are we saying to ourselves how are we communicating with ourselves Mm -hmm. And, you know, look at the idea. Is it true that mothers should know everything about their kids? I mean, right. they, is it we're true? Not psychic. Yeah, you, you we're don't. Not, we're not psychics. Yeah, and uh, one of uh, my friend Byron Katie talks about the three kinds of business, your business, my business, and God's business. And maybe with health issues, you're out of your business. You're in God's business because some things you know, we just don't understand uh, the mechanics of what causes cancer and, you know, that kind of thing. And all, all these things can't necessarily even, be controlled. Even cancer oncologists and experts don't understand how, what the cause of cancer is. Mm -hmm. So people that have spent their entire life trying to figure it out can't. How are parents expected to figure it out and to know the signs and symptoms? There's a lot of things that we are not going to know about medical issues with our children. Absolutely. So when now you've thought, uh, Carol, about, okay, it's been two and a half years. Let me say that there's uh, two years. Oftentimes people get in touch with me and say, I'm feeling like I'm going crazy and, uh, and it's getting worse rather than better. And I say, it's because you're getting better. You're, you're starting to be able to take in more of what's happened to you. So you're exploring it more after a couple of years because you're pretty frozen the first year and, and you're pretty, you know. So there you are, it's after, two, you're moving into three years, things are getting better. Heidi, can you give her, her some tips? Well, I would say exercise is a big one. And even if it's only walking two or three times a week for 20 minutes, that's, that's really beneficial. Um, like you said, journaling is very beneficial. Talking about all these things and putting it on paper mm -hmm. um, can kind of get it out of your system. Talking about the guilt and regret that you might have can get it out of your system. Um, so those, that, that's helpful. Being grateful for what you still have in your life. And I know that's a hard one for families because after my brother died, it was hard to find something that I was grateful for. But even the little things in life, like just the friends that you still have in your life, the, the family members that are still in your life, 
Um, that's that's huge. Research has shown that that's really big. Actually, changes your brain chemistry, yeah. exercise, and uh, being grateful. Just uh, you know, you may just start out in the, uh, the fact that you can get your foot out of bed in the morning and put your shoe on. And, you know, you start with the the smallest things that you're grateful for. I can open my eyes and see in the room today. So they may be small. How would Carol know if she might see a therapist and what's your advice about that? And what are your thoughts? And what are your thoughts about going to groups, you know, like compassionate friends or whatever? Well, I think groups are fabulous because it normalizes what we're going through. Mm -hmm. And if you're in compassionate friends, which I think Carol is, you know, you're around other people that have a lot of the same feelings that you have about things. And it makes you feel like you're not crazy. It's normal the way you're feeling. So I think that's really powerful. As far as counselors, it's a very individual thing. I mean, you can go try one and see if it helps. You know, I feel like it should, you should really be feeling good when you, you better. I mean, and it should make a shift in your energy and shop around until you have a good fit. If you want to go to a counselor, make sure that it's somebody that is a good fit for you. Um, clearly, if you're feeling suicidal and have a plan and access to a plan, you should get counseling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Carol, we want to thank you for this question you've given us. And, and Heidi and I want to normalize this for you. We didn't see anything abnormal in the things that you're saying. Uh, but if it's, you know, too painful for you, you may need to reach out for, for professional help. But there are other people like your minister, your friends or whatever. A friend of mine who's a psychiatrist used to say, if you could tell three people everything, you wouldn't need to therapy. So anyway, uh, thank you again. And we want to thank everybody for watching this video. And Heidi and I always want to remind you, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.